Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Silverberg. I'm an associate professor of dermatology at the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences. And I'll be discussing easing the disease burden of patients with atopic dermatitis. So let's get started with the discussion of the unmet needs in atopic dermatitis care. Uh, atopic dermatitis is associated with uh, really a substantial and multidimensional burden uh, of disease. And most of the hallmark, uh, you know, the, the hallmark symptom of the disease is itch. It is the most common symptom. It is also reported to be the most burdensome symptom uh, of the disease. And it has a number, a number of direct and indirect effects. Uh, leads obviously to scratching as, as an attempt to alleviate the itch, but that will then lead to breaks in the skin, open sores, will be uh, impacts on sleep disturbance, uh, impacts on mental health, uh, as you can see outlined here, shame, embarrassment, many other sequelae of disease in terms of like bleeding on the sheets and oozing and weeping, um, and certainly many issues with respect to trigger avoidance, task avoidance in life, impacts on activities of daily living, poor school and work performance, downstream sequelae of depression, anxiety, uh, cognitive dysfunction, attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity disorder, et cetera. Now, there are a number of different perceptions that can come up between patients and providers. And there are several studies that have looked at this now, and they all kind of show the same concept that uh, a large subset of patients will rate their disease severity differently than the clinicians rate the disease severity. Not only that, but patients actually, their concerns, what impacts their life more than anything else, what bothers them more about their atopic dermatitis is quite different than what clinicians will focus on. Uh, one in 10 patients uh, in this study rated their atopic dermatitis as being more severe than their clinicians and two in 10 patients considered their disease to be less severe than their clinicians. So we don't always see eye to eye. Uh, patients tended to focus more on their skin-related quality of life. Uh, clinicians tended to focus more on sleep disturbances. Uh, and better patient-clinician communication and incorporation of quality of life measures may be important for management decision-making. Uh, I, in my own practice, I have a hybrid research clinical setting and I incorporate quality of life tools and other measures uh, routinely, and I find them invaluable in terms of elevating clinical practice. Now, disease control is quite common in patients with a, uh, uh, quite a common issue uh, that comes up in patients with atopic dermatitis. And when patients have inadequate control, that's going to lead to more, uh, you know, problematic outcomes. Uh, so uh, these are data from a very interesting uh, real-world observational study that looked at patients with moderate to severe atopic dermatitis and found that 59% of patients with atopic derm had inadequate disease control, and the rate of inadequate control increased with higher severity. I think that's an important point because we often think of control and severity as the same thing. They're not. Uh, severity is a separate construct from control, but they're highly correlated with each other. Patients with inadequate control uh, were at greater risk for depression and anxiety, stress, uh, itch interfering with their daily activities, and sleep disturbances interfering with their daily activities. Uh, and, you know, with all of that, I think it highlights that there are still a number of unmet needs uh, for new treatment options in atopic dermatitis. Uh, many patients with 
uncontrolled atopic dermatitis are currently receiving standard of care therapies and not controlled. Uh, and they underscore that, you know, the importance of, uh, you know, better, more therapies, better therapies and guidelines that really incorporate uh, new options uh, to advance the care of our patients with atopic dermatitis. As you can see illustrated in this figure here, amongst this cohort that I discussed with you already that has you know, poor control, high rates of poor control, uh, we still see that even within those who are getting systemic therapies, systemic immunosuppressants, systemic corticosteroids, or just topical therapies, high rates of inadequate control.